0: WLFE TV Radio. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are
1: Good evening, everybody. I'm the Vernomatic, and welcome to this week's show. Thursday nights, new content drops. Visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, however you consume your podcasting content. While you're there, do us a favor. Go back to the archive drop-down box, download some past shows, leave a review, sign up for our email mailing list, that's our way of staying in touch with you regarding new content, promotion, giveaways, merchandise available, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, it's good to be back after a couple week weeks of vacation, spent some time uh, just decompressing and enjoying a little bit of what summer has to offer. But we came back and it's been a tough two and th- actually th- two weeks, but an especially really tough two to three days. Uh, Tonight, I'm taping this episode and in the last three days alone, we've lost um, Mike Howe of Metal Church, lead singer of Metal Church, Joey Jordanson, the drummer of Slipknot and various other projects, and today, Dusty Hill, longtime bass player of ZZ Top, a couple weeks ago, Jeff Labar and Gary Corbett of um, Cinderella, and it was disclosed today that John Hutchinson, David Bowie's longtime guitarist, uh, the, the man responsible for some of the early mid-70s classic Bowie. It was announced today, but he passed away in April. So in a week where we're losing our rock idols and our uh, musician heroes, it seems to be obviously on a daily occurrence, I uh, invited a couple of the Metal Mayhem ROC friends to the show. We have... Metal Mark James from Mark's Audio Aggression and Ian O'Rourke from the band Motor Lord to come on tonight and give us a little insight on these musicians that have passed. Hey guys, uh, sorry to get you on under these circumstances, but uh, welcome to the show. How's everyone doing? How are you doing, Mark?
2: I'm I'm doing all right. Um, it's been <laughs> it's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks. I have to say. I mean, uh, you know. It seems like I, I've never seen anything like this in my life. To be frankly honest, I mean, it's like one guy leaves, and then the next day another one's gone, and then another one is gone. It's like this chain reaction is going on.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's a sign of getting older. Um, uh, Ian, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm
3: I'm doing all right, boys. I you know I I, I totally agree with with Mark. That I mean, you know we're and just like you had said, I mean, this is, we're getting to that point where some of our heroes for, you know, lack of a better term, like it or not are are approaching that age. You know I mean? You know, it's those people that, you know, truly made an impact on a, in a young age are in their old age and it's going to get, you know, it, it gets, you know, more and more prevalent now as the years go by, unfortunately. So,
1: yeah, it's tough. Uh, I just celebrated my 54th birthday. Mark turned 58 in June. And through show research, I heard you're going to be 50, where, this fall?
3: Yeah, September.
1: Well, so between us, uh, you know, we have the 50 decade covered. So, well, uh, the other night I was hosting the Metal Mayhem ROC live radio show on thatmetalstation.com when the news of the passing of Mike Howe the uh uh the latest singer of metal church the news broke and both of you were in the chat room while we were while I was hosting the show and it it took all of us it was a shock uh mark uh you're a big metal church fan as both ian and i are this seemed to hit you especially hard tell us uh Tell us about uh, your experience with Mike Howe, and how are you doing with this passing?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, My experience with Mike Howe goes back to uh, his first band he was in, uh, the band called Heretic. (laughs) And it was the only album that he appeared on. is titled Breaking Point. It was was released on Metal Blade back in the late 80s, I believe. And uh, I remember our good friend, The Warhead, from Metallic Overdrive in Rochester, he debuted that album on Metallic Overdrive. And like I said in that Facebook post, how much he he really loved that album a lot. It was one of his favorites of that year. And I heard it, and I was just totally blown away with it. And that that was my introduction to Mike. And then um, after he left Heretic, then I found out later on that and like I think it's from 89, He joined Metal Church, and I was thinking like, wow, Metal Church—they got a great singer, boy. That, that you know to replace David Wayne, which you know another great singer that we lost as well. And um, you know, and I have a few of uh, the albums that Mike appeared on. I, I have um, the CD here called Eleven, which was the last CD he appeared on. Uh, the classic "Blessing in Disguise," I got that. I also have Heretic's Breaking Point, of course, the CD. I, you know, what's amazing is I found this CD used at, at a now-defunct music store in Oswego. So I, I got lucky on that one. Mm. Very lucky. And uh, lastly, uh, the other Mike album I have is The Human Factor, which was another great album, too. So, um, you know, sadly, I have never got to see Metal Church Live back in the day, but um, at least I can still appreciate and enjoy their music you know, from the comfort of home, at least. And, you know, but Mike was a great singer. He really was. I mean, 50, you know, at age 55, that's just too young. That's just, it's too, too young, too soon, you know? So, um, uh, overall, but yeah. So going back to the beginning there, when he was in Heretic, I, I was like, wow, who is this guy? He's, He's a great singer and all that. And he definitely, you know, he definitely nailed it pretty well. And, uh, so uh, I could go on and on, but <laughs> yeah.
1: well, fortunately enough, in the last uh twelve to eighteen hours, there was a press release saying drugs and alcohol were not a factor in the passing of Mike How the sudden death so uh ian your your um relationship and experience with Mike how any uh well, lasting memories
3: yeah, I mean. When, when Blessing in Disguise came out, I mean that was you know, there was at that that apex time, you know, in uh, my teenage years, you know, where you know Metallica was always circulating and Sabotage was always circulating, and I was still into a lot of the classic bands like Van Halen and Dokken, but starting to get into these heavier bands. And I can remember when that album was played, there was a a, a, a radio show called metal shop that used to be on uh, one of the local radio stations back in the day, and they were, I think it was every Friday night they would play for like an hour or two um, anything that was not your normal mainstream and I can remember hearing that you know and that was that was game changer as far as another band on the horizon you know and you know, like uh, like Mark had said you know to come in and, and replace the original singer you know that and he did it so well you know i mean he just had a, a, a great voice and you know you see some of the live stuff that they showed him i never got a chance to see them live but he was a very commanding person on the stage so that right there just sets you right up for the fact that it's like okay not only can this guy deliver with the pipes but he's got a very commanding presence to Take hold of an audience and, and lead the band as you as such. So it's you know metal community. Whenever something like this happens, you know we all grieve because it's one of our own. You know we all know that. So it's, amen. It's, it's, uh, yeah. uh,
1: great commentary, you guys. Um, metal Mark, uh, you're going to be uh, on one of your radio shows this weekend. I heard that you're going to be doing a, uh, a special. What t- tell us about it? What uh, where can people hear your your uh, dedication uh, to him?
2: Uh, I'm going to be playing a special block in memory of Mike on um, th- this coming Friday on Metal Mark's vault, and that's at 10 p.m. the 1 a.m. Eastern time. You can tune in live by going to metalmarkmyl 2 mrcom If you miss the live presentation, it will be available as a streaming podcast, and you can check that out at. MixCloud.com slash
1: MetalMark52. Well, we look forward to that. I enjoy your show on the weekends. You do a hell of a job.
2: Uh, thanks. Well, we it.
1: we turned the uh Monday night. We all went to bed and we woke up Tuesday and another one fell. Joey Jordanson. He one of the original guys in uh Slipknot, the drummer for that band. He he left there after a while. He was in the Murder Dolls and other projects. Uh Ian, what what do you know about uh, Slipknot? Were you a fan? What's your commentary on Joey? So Slipknot was a a little
3: bit after my time, but I can remember because I have a brother that is 10 years my junior, and he started getting into all the heavier stuff because he was at that age that I was already playing. So by that point, I was pretty enamored with – um, Pantera, uh, typo negative. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers Fear Factory. Yeah, oh, sure. And then, and oh yeah. Uh, offshoot of Fear Factory was uh, um, Christian. Old, uh, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't Christian. I can't even think of what the hell his name is. The singer ended up joining with Geezer Butler. He had a band called Geezer. Mm-hmm. Did, Geezer ended up putting out two albums back in the day. That were just solid, but I can remember when the first album dropped in ninety six uh with um I think it was Mate Eat Kill, uh something along those lines. And then the next album dropped in ninety nine on Roadrunner, and they just happened to be label mates with typo and a lot of those great bands, and um Wait and Bleed was the, the big song that came off the album, and all I remember was flipping through TV one night, and the fucking video for that song comes on, and I'm like, what in hell is going on? And it was just, it was like this rabid house party insanity in this old shit hole house that they filmed with the band playing in the middle of the whole thing, and right around the corner from that, next thing I know, my kid brother's playing that, and Godsmack and all those bands that were coming down the pipe, so it just happened to be a uh, that ult- that that perfect time, you know. But I mean, they were a little bit beyond my scope. But like to reflect back on uh, some comments, you know, Mark had made earlier. Julie Jordanson, such a, a animal on the drums, yeah. And when you see any of the video of him performing in concert, he took what Tommy Lee did to like another level with some of the antics with the drum kit, I mean, having it up on a big carousel spinning, you know, uh, you know, in front of the, the stage, you know, while he's playing and he just played double kick, you know, he was a, a monster. So great, great bands um, for what they did, you know, uh, at least from what I knew of them, uh, it's too too young, though, for, for somebody in the community, you know, the metal community to be going. I mean, 46, he's still pretty much a baby, you know, as far as that
1: was still, the statement said he died peacefully in his sleep at 46. Jeez, it's uh, it makes you stop and think. What the hell's going on, um, Mark, Mark? What's your what's your take on uh, Joey?
2: Well, like Ian said, he was a hell of a drummer when he performed live. I mean, I mean, um, like I said, I've seen the videos of him performing on YouTube, and I was just you know, he was a, he was a monster drummer. He, he was yeah. just you know he he was just insane and uh the aggression that he, you know that he put into into his playing ability and uh and, and you know just, just I don't know what to say he was just amazing i mean you know and uh like he, you know 40 you're right 46 is pretty young to go and uh uh i i have to admit i'm not i'm not much of, i'm not really a slipknot fan to be frankly honest but i i do respect Joey's talent and his playing and everything I'm not the type to bash people for what they listen to, just to make that clear.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. We're all in a fraternity and, you know, you know, I don't like every band out there. Every band, you know, I play, I'm sure you guys don't dig and vice versa, but when something like this happens, you know, yeah, we protect our own and we, you know, remember, uh, Joey filled in with, uh, for Lars, of Metallica one night when Lars had a panic attack or something, and
2: yeah i read I read about that somewhere. yeah, yeah, I remember that I
1: think that was the famous gig where Joey sat in, and Dave Lombardo sat in they're at a uh, festival, so maybe maybe uh maybe I could dig up the show um the YouTube clip and post it on the show notes so uh well it does unfortunately it doesn't stop there because. A couple of weeks ago there was a double shot, the band Cinderella. Jesus, you know, when it rains it pours. They lost two of their members in the course of eighteen hours. Uh Jeff LaBar, the the guitarist. Was he the guitarist or was he the bass player? Or, uh guitarist. Yeah, Eric Brittenham was the bass player. But um Jeff LaBar passed and the day before that their keyboard player Gary Corbett. Ian, any uh reflection on these two gentlemen? Well I mean
3: Going back and, and when you read, you know, the, the obits on these guys, you know, that are being done by some of the people in the business, um, I, I never realized that Gary Corbett actually was hand in hand involved with the creation of the song she by Cindy Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so even if this guy never played another note, he was probably cashing in on old Cindy Lauper royalties, even though. They really play it on terrestrial radio now, or on, uh, excuse me, uh, internet radio and on satellite radio now. But uh, Jeff Labar, I mean, very underrated guy for what he was at the time. I wasn't a huge Cinderella fan, but I can remember when they came out. um, First album, some of the stuff on the second album, you know, kind of caught my ear. I also didn't realize until reading further along in the old bits that um jeff had started a solo project um in 2014 and his son sebastian played guitar with him Mm -hmm. his son his son sebastian just happens to be the lead guitar player in the band tantric which anybody that knows anything from you know the 90s radio and stuff like that tantric was one of those big bands in the late 90s that was coming up um the I guess the next wave, you know, between uh, alternative and and new metal kind of sound, you know. But I mean, they were a pretty big, uh, pretty big item, you know. So I mean, the kid at least had uh, inherited good genetics. But another another situation where I mean, these guys, you know, they're they're right in our age group, you know, uh, so to speak. And 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 it's really sad again for anybody in our metal community to to be going like that.
1: Mark, uh, any commentary on Cinderella or Jeff Labar?
2: Uh, yeah, Jeff Labar, he was a hell of a guitar player. I, from what I remember on, uh, you know, I, I mostly remembered the hits, you know, like on MTV back in the day and you know, like shake me that, which I, that was one of my favorites from them. Mm-hmm. Um, shake me was a killer track. It's a kick-ass track. I mean, I, I liked it. And, um, you know, I, So it was basically, you know, I was just, I was aware of them, of course, when MTV used to play metal (laughs) and, and, um, you know, and and I, I dug some of their stuff. I mean, um, you know, shake me, but to me, shake me was the standout tune for me. And, um, I just thought, I, it's like, you know, these guys might, you know, I mean, these guys rock and I'm not, i was not concerned about the image or anything that they portrayed. It was, you know, that's just the way they are. And, uh, you know, they just rocked. You know they came out and they 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 kicked their ass.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know it's um uh, sometimes I name, a Cinderella. They just get lumped in, but you know that Long Cold Winter. That was a great album. Night songs. They Tom Kiefer, He he sided more on the bluesy side of things. There's a band out of Philly. You know that they, they um they had some moxie to them, and I enjoyed Cinderella. So.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, um, and um, go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna say, you know, yeah, it just <laughs> uh, you know, he was just an amazing guitarist, and uh, you know, and I, I remember, I remember many late night Saturdays watching their videos, and <laughs> yeah. you know what's funny is I we used to me and my friend, mine used to live in Oswego back in the early '90s. We would watch headbangers, but we would have it on mute, and we saw the videos. We saw their videos, but we were also listening to Metallic Overdrive at the same time.
1: <laughs> uh, that's cool.
2: Talk about metal overload.
1: Yeah, I we did that back
3: then. You know, we all were. You know, I could. I can remember. You know, Headbangers Ball was that delicacy that I would set the VCR that was on the spare TV. Recording. I would watch it Saturday afternoon because I was listening to stuff that was on the radio for our Saturday night our so, Sunday afternoon excuse me so, yeah, I, I totally I totally get where you're coming from in that respect.
1: well, so uh, unfortunately it didn't stop a couple hours ago as we taped this. it is Wednesday night. Uh, we lost a legend. In the blues and uh, rock and roll world, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top, 72 years old, passes in his sleep. Uh, Funny little twist, the other night the band played a gig and they had, Dusty didn't play because of hip issues. And they had a, a, a longtime guitar tech fill in on bass and another one passed in his sleep overnight. It's just terrible. Um, Ian, how far back do you go with ZZ Top? And what's your reflection of the little old band from Texas? Uh,
3: well before we started off air, you know, I I made mention to the both of you, but it, you know, you can't you can't think about rock radio without going back and, and having ZZ Top be part of those memories. You know, I mean I can I can recall driving in the car as a kid and hearing the song would range or hearing, you know, any, you know, any of those songs. I mean, you know, this is, and this is before the MTV explosion in the eighties, you know, with eliminator and stuff like that, you know, these guys, you know, they, they, they cut their teeth on early on, you know, I mean, Christ, you know, Billy Gibbons, you know, himself, you know, he jammed with, with Hendrix, you know, sixty nine seventy 70, stuff like that before Hendrix passed. So, I mean, this guy is, you know, and here's one last thing that really needs to be mentioned. The last original, all original member band, the longest running all original member band, ZZ Top. Uh. No other band can say that. Right. No really? Say, yeah. The Stones don't have all original members, you know, with, with, with them going. Uh, Aerosmith, they had guys that supplemented in between. Van Halen had their flip flops. I mean, you go back. ZZ Top was the band from the from the inception. It was Frank Beard, uh, Dusty Hill, and Billy Gibbons. Yeah. So that's a that's a long long time right there. And unfortunately, now the the marker's been set. So you know been- um,
1: that that's an interesting. Uh, thanks for sharing that. That's an interesting tidbit. Uh, Mark, what what's your take and commentary on ZZ Top?
2: Well. Well, my my first found out about ZZ Top I was in junior high school back around seventy eight, seventy nine, seventy eight around that time, and my stepsister had the Fandango album on on LP. That was my introduction to the band, and mm-hmm. then of course, and of course, the radio. my the very first song I ever heard on the radio by them was "Tush," mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and I was. But that Fandango album, if, if you don't have it, get it. Oh, I'm sure you do have it. But if anyone that, ne- that never has it uh, should get it because that was my intro to the band was that particular rec- record right there. On side A of the album, it was a, a, a live show um, recorded. I forgot where it was recorded, but it was recorded live. Then on, on the B side was all studio stuff, and that is where uh, you know, I heard Tush and, and, and all, all their other great hits. And, uh, so that, that's an album that is highly, that was my introduction to the band was huh. that particular albums, uh, Fandango. Huh. And, and uh, then of course the eighties came along with the synthetic, you know, the synthesizers and stuff and, and, you know, the spinning guitars and, and the, the flashy women in the red car and <laughs> all the, those videos, you know, but Hey, that's, that's who they were, you know? And, but I will always remember ZD Top, especially their early years. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure you may, you probably seen it, or if you haven't seen it yet, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix about them.
3: Somebody mm-hmm. had just told me about that recently. Yeah. Uh,
2: you, it's still, if you have Netflix, it's still on there.
3: Ooh.
2: And it's, it's called ZZ Top, that little old band from Texas. And there's a great documentary. It's a great, if you haven't seen it, check it out for me you know the zz top will always be i will always worship the early years and then i always i like the 80s stuff too don't get me wrong but man that early raw heavy blues old school style jam that they did oh man i was just for three guys it was just i was just blown away man
1: i agree i agree so there was one other passing and i'll let you take this one um uh, tell us about the last, the last gentleman that passed.
3: So uh, it was just recently posted, but apparently it, uh, you know, as, as we discussed, you know, happened uh, back in April was uh, John Hutchinson. And for people that may or may not know, John Hutchinson was the earlier collaborating guitarist with David Bowie on such great songs like space oddity and such, you know, I mean, he's, you know, Mick Ronson. And later on uh Earl Slick, you know get a lot of the the glamorous attention because they were the the lead guys up front, but this was the guy that was a writing collaborator with him, doing a lot of the creating of this material, and you know it's it's i mean obviously you know he's uh you know of you know well not just slightly of that age, you know I think would you say he's he uh, yes. he seventy three yes yes um so you know, it's just it. It's just another one of those things that I mean. You know, in our community, you know, I mean, the the metal community spreads into the rock community, and whenever you're dealing with any of these losses, it's just another thing that kind of you know gets you, you know, someplace a little bit sentimental. You know, reflecting back on things that you remember from you know your youth, but you know, kind of brings that little bit of you know personal mortality. You know. Back home, kind of like you know, you know every every moment is precious, you know. So don't don't spare it, you know. I mean, that's it's just a it, it was another, you know. It's this last week, just with the, every or a little over a week, everything the announcements that we've gotten has just been, you know, it, like Mark said when we started off, it's kind of been unprecedented. You know, I mean, you don't, I I can't recall having a time in the last twenty years where there was that many high caliber names in the music. Industry, you know, especially something that's closer to home, like what we, what we all appreciate. Yeah, um, where all these people died.
1: Well said. Uh, one more time, Mark, on your uh, live on your live radio show this weekend. Where could people hear it and find it?
2: Uh, uh, Mel Mark's Vault, This Friday night at 10 p.m. the 1 a.m. Eastern time. Tune in live at middlemark.myl2mr.com. If you miss the live show, you can, you can uh, stream the podcast. At mixcloudcom
1: metalmark 52 And Ian, uh, Ian is the lead guitarist and singer of Motor Lord. Where could people find your product, and what's going on with the band?
3: Uh, well, uh, just to put, I want to make sure that I go on record so that way nobody thinks that I'm ever stepping on toes. I am the the, the co-lead guitarist um, and and the co-lead vocalist. But that's neither here nor there. But. Um, if they go to uh any of uh you know any of the social platforms, you know, if you look at Motorlord, um we're there. If you go to herenow.com backslash motorlord, that is where you can actually go and get our information page. And it has linkings to uh CD Baby and Spotify and everything else if you want to purchase um music from us. Um hopefully uh you know we're trying to get some uh, some gigs uh, ratcheted up, you know. Uh you know things are. We're looking, you know, pretty positive. And then, you know, if you try to pay attention to the news at all, you know, it seems doom and gloom. And so I'm like, you know, let's just see what happens, and you know, hopefully, hopefully by the time fall rolls around, we can at least get some consistency when it comes to playing out again. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're standing with that.
1: All right, well, uh, guys, I want to thank you for, um, you know, come on coming on tonight and give me your commentary and. You know, we all share in this. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no problem, John. Appreciate it. And uh, just to remind everybody, one thing, um, don't forget my other show, uh Metal Marks Audio Aggression, Saturday night, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, l 2 mrcom podcast, com slash metalmark52. <laughs> oh,
3: sounds good. You know, just like your show, you know, uh, I, I never miss those other things either. i have an adamant, Adamant listener and follower to both Metal Mania C and Metal Mark's Audio Aggression and Metal Mark's Vault. So, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, now, yeah, the, thanks, now the Mark shows are convenient because you could stream them and there's times when uh, I'll you know re-listen to it or you know listen to on demand. So props to you on that. So remember um, Tuesday or Thursday nights, new episodes drop. I invite you again to listen to the Metal Mayhem ROC Live Radio Show on NetMetalStation dot com for Metal Mark and Ian from Lord. I'm the Vernomatic. This has been a reflection on our Lost Heroes episode, and we'll see you next week, folks metal for life thanks for listening to metal mayhem roc
0: check out our websites at metal mayhem and metalforever.com for information on upcoming concerts podcasts archives and all sorts of info please like follow and share with everyone even your non-metal friends catch us next time on wlfe dv radio